Today is February 15th, 2021. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and happy President's Day. Happy President's Day. This is a federal holiday for many American workers and for those in industry and a day off for kids from school. And I thought that uh, in honor of President's Day, I would talk about a couple of things. But uh, as you know, we made a decision as a country some time ago. When I was a kid, you'd get Lincoln's birthday and uh, Washington's birthday, get Columbus Day. You'd get these individual holidays. And now they have combined it so that um, all the presidents share one birthday, which makes sense. But I thought um, if any of you last evening had a chance to watch CNN's Lincoln, if you didn't, it's okay. You can get it on demand. I want to encourage you to do so. I thought the first episode was incredibly well done. And I'm going to park with Lincoln today uh, for a number of reasons, and I'm going to explain those. But I think first and foremost, one of the reasons I want to talk about Mr. Lincoln on this President's Day is because I think he fits into the moment that we find ourselves in right now. A moment of great national peril, of division, of extreme hunger, poverty, People fearing losing their homes, being evicted from their apartments or dwellings, a public housing crisis, particularly for the poor and the working poor. We have a good portion of our country, and don't miss what I'm about to say. We have a a good portion of our country. I would say probably if I were guessing about a third of American voters, a third who have bought into conspiracy theories, uh, QAnon, outright lies, mistruths. Uh, I've been watching very carefully and reading stories from all over the country of family members coming forward. And I can speak to this myself. Uh, family members coming forward concerned about their parents who tend to be people over 60 who watch certain news channels incessantly who listen to certain talking heads like Rush Limbaugh or Mark Levin or Glenn Beck and their families are in trouble because their parents have bought into a very scary agenda that there are cabals of pedophiles in Washington DC that are Democrats that literally kidnap children and drink their blood If you think I'm joking, Google it. Google the interview Anderson Cooper had with a former QAnon member who told him to his face in the interview, I want to apologize to you, Anderson, because I thought that you drank the blood of babies. And Anderson was mortified, of course, who wouldn't be? And I see the comments on my social media. I see it happening in my family with one relative in particular. There's a couple, but one who is a Vietnam vet who... Um, you know, has dealt with a lot of post-traumatic stress and other type of ailments and and, and illness and is full tilt, uh, has guns, lives up in the mountains, full militia, full, you know, the Chinese are coming, the socialists are coming. Trump was the only guy who could save us. And I want us to be clear that we're going to have to figure a way out of this because just making fun of those folks and, and being, you know, upset with them isn't going to help us get this fixed. And so as I think about the political landscape and I, and, and I think about the events leading up to the Civil War, now, of course, 
the one thing we don't have right now is slavery. Thank God. Uh, but slavery was, of course, the deal breaker. It was the big issue that was the 800-pound elephant in the room. And slavery uh, was always going to be what brought this nation to its knees. Fast forward 150, 175 years later, slavery's not the issue, but racial injustice, economic inequality for working class people, black, white, brown, whoever they are, uh, people working harder, making less, paying more taxes, losing what they worked for, the next generation, the young people not having the same standard of living that the baby boomers had or that Gen X had, and student loan debt through the roof, through the roof for an education that when they come out, they're not even guaranteed a job. So where does that leave us on this President's Day? Well, again, I'm thinking about Lincoln and I'm I'm thinking about every day, I think about what is the way forward? How do we get out of this? How do we find a way to bridge this divide? How do we find a way to talk to one another? How do we find a way forward so that those who committed insurrection are not just brought to justice and dealt with as they should be, but those who didn't commit insurrection, those who didn't tear down buildings, those who didn't hang nooses and want to kill people, the people who went out with their kids who felt that Donald Trump spoke to them, who felt that Donald Trump heard them, that Donald Trump saw them. And also on the other side, the people like uh, voters in Georgia and in the Deep South, which is fast becoming the New South, where uh, voters of color now are fully enfranchised in their rights, but still have to worry about laws being passed in states where Republicans control legislatures. And I hate saying this because the party of Lincoln shouldn't be party to this, but where people of color uh, have to worry about their rights being rolled back because the other side knows if these large numbers of progressives and, and women and people of color and suburban white women come out to vote, they can't win. So where does that leave us on this President's Day? Well, I will go back to one of my favorite phrases from Lincoln's second inaugural address, with malice toward none, with malice toward none. And I'd like to say that I think that's where we have to start. Uh, on this President's Day, one of the things that makes me sad is that as we just went through a historic second impeachment trial and, and the former president was found uh, not guilty again, we know that 43, 43 Republican senators, Mitch McConnell leading the pack, how dare Mitch McConnell do what he did? How dare Mitch McConnell get up and make a speech literally 15 minutes after voting to acquit Donald Trump and then get up and affirm that the managers proved their case? He said that verbatim. Google it. Don't believe me. Get up and affirm that Trump was indeed guilty. Get up and affirm that Trump was morally reprehensible, morally guilty, practically guilty, that he incited the riot, that he is not what we should value in America, that he is not the standard. And to say all those things and then say, then say, listen to me, then say that, well, I couldn't vote to convict because of a technicality because I don't believe we can convict the president who's no longer in office. Well, the Senate settled that at the outset. The United States Senate said they did have jurisdiction and they could do it, number one. But more importantly, Mitch McConnell was the very same Mitch McConnell who was majority leader Mitch McConnell in January when those articles of impeachment were passed. 
and who told the Speaker of the House, and she brought this up angrily and rightly so, that he would not accept them, that he would not hold a trial until after the new president was sworn in. Now, if that doesn't make you cynical, if that doesn't make you sad and upset that our government is broken, nothing will. We're divided. The founders never in their wildest imagination believed that any Senate, Republican or Democrat, Whig or Tory or whatever it was, no Republican uh, founding father, no Democrat founding father, no uh, uh, independent founding father, whatever they were at the time, ever thought that they would put the Senate, the House would put partisanship over the business of the country over the high office of the presidency and holding that president to account morally and, and, and as a practical matter, as a leader. And so malice toward none, Lincoln's famous words, where Lincoln wanted to forgive those who had broken faith with the Union, who had committed treason. He could have hung them all. I think he should have. I argued that in a USA Today piece that was very popular. And... Lincoln understood, though, that if we were going to move forward, we were going to have to try to bring the sides together. I think it's fair to say that that experiment failed. Uh, yes, we moved forward as a country. Yes, we, we, we did great things. We eventually got slavery ended. We enfranchised black voters. We enfranchised women voters a hundred years after Women got the right to vote. We have a woman vice president of the United States. So yes, we've made progress. But the old sentiments and the old revenges and the old anger and the old demographic divisions and the old it's my country and this is my America and you don't have a place here, you're other. Those things still exist. And I think that's what's hard for me today that 43 U.S. senators voted that a president can indeed commit insurrection and cite sedition and all of these things and not be held to account. That's dangerous. I don't give a damn what party he's in. It's dangerous because we've opened the door to someone far worse coming down the road who's slicker, who's smoother, who's, who's not as overt and as awkward and as belligerent. Someone who's a lot more educated and sophisticated and knows how to use his or her words well and lulls the people into a very dangerous place and is 10 times the authoritarian that Trump wanted to be. And if the United States Senate is not going to hold the presidency and the president to account to a different standard, then we're lost. That's not hyperbole. That's not excess. That's just true. So I'll go back to what Lincoln said with malice toward none. I know that's how I want to live my life. And I, I know that's how most of you want to live your life. And I know that I can already tell there's a huge difference on social media. It's calmer. People simply have chilled out. There's no Trump tweets. There's no anger in the morning. There's no vileness. There's no attacks. Nobody's being fired on the Twitter feed. Uh, the soul of the nation has calmed down. And that's a good thing. But we're in a dark place. And on this President's Day, I asked myself, what would Lincoln do in this moment? And I think that Joe Biden, and I've said this before, I believe is a man for such a time as this, quoting the book of Esther. Joe Biden is a man who, not unlike Lincoln, experienced a lot of loss in the early part of his life. A wife, a baby, two sons, he didn't know if they would make it. 
has had a brain aneurysm, has gone through personal difficulties, family difficulties, and yet uh, still has a smile, is still resilient, is, is still full of compassion and able to be empathetic with people in their moments of pain, something that I assume Lincoln did well also. And so I think that Biden is the right man for this time. He's a transitional president. I do not expect him to serve a second term. I don't even expect him to run. Who the president will be in 2025, I can't tell you. But I do know that whoever he or she is, they will have to do the work of making malice toward none more than just a slogan, more than just words. They will have to be bridge builders. They will have to figure out how to unite the factions of this country and address their concerns. And I think that's really what I wanted to say uh, today on this President's Day 2021, that we're going to have to learn to hear one another. And I've said this many times, and we're going to have to learn to respect one another. What we do not have to do is live with white domestic terrorists. We don't have to live with uh, other terrorists. We don't have to uh, put up with people who engage in lies and conspiracy theories and mistruths. Uh, We don't have to engage that. That we are not uh, required to tolerate as citizens. Uh, We don't have to agree with racism or sexism or xenophobia or, or homophobia or whatever phobias there are. We also, also don't get to attack people for their faith. We also don't want to come against people and not value religious freedom in this country or honor the right to keep and bear arms within reason. I'm a gun owner. I believe in the Second Amendment. However, I don't want more kids murdered at school. I don't want women being murdered at the rate they're being murdered at in this country by their husbands, boyfriends, or a man that they know at the job. Gun violence is out of control. And we're going to have to find a way to work on it together. We never, ever, ever should take away the right to keep and bear arms. That's a no-brainer. I'd like to think probably 80% of Americans, if not more, agree with that basic premise. However, it can't just be the Wild West out here. You know, I, I I have a friend of a friend who's got a neighbor who has an arsenal that, frankly, you know, is scary a little bit. I mean, and there are a lot of people like that. And you met some of them on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. You saw them in real time beating police to death, uh, being vile, excrement, cursing, threatening, menacing, yelling, screaming. Uh, We're in a dark place. Let's just be honest about it. Let's not pretend. Let's not just gloss it over. This is a time for real leaders to stand up, for real patriots to stand up and to find a way to make that malice toward none come to life. And so on this President's Day, I ask you to reflect, to sit down with your kids, to explain to them that it is not right to commit insurrection, that it is not right to use your words to incite violence and anger and mobs, that that is not what presidents do, regardless of what 43 Republican senators did, that that is not the America you want them to have, that that's not the America you want them to build. And I challenge you on this day to read them Lincoln's Gettysburg speech, to read Lincoln's second inaugural address. Read it. Go walk out, if you can, today down to the Ellipse, uh, down in Washington, D.C., and go stand at Lincoln's Monument. It's grand. It's amazing. 
That's my challenge to all of us today. With malice toward none, I hope we can go forward and I hope we can forge a better America than the one we've had, frankly, for the last four years. Because it's been rough and it's put a hole in us and it's made us coarse and angry and violent and unkind and, and, and forget about cancel culture. I wish it was just a matter of canceling people. Now we want to kill people. Now we want to destroy people. Now we want to take people's jobs. Yes, accountability before unity. Accountability before unity is a must. But we're going to have to begin with trying to deal with this absolute disregard, disrespect, and hatred that the other sides have for one another. And I want you to think about that today. As you think about President's Day, think about Mr. Lincoln, number 16. Watch Lincoln on CNN. It's fabulous. It's not partisan. It's none of that. It's just a docuseries. And it's well done. I'm, I'm looking forward to the other episodes. You can get the first one uh, online or on demand. Have a happy President's Day. God bless you. God keep you. And God bless the United States of America.